Talk lines open now at 247-2000. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum brought to you by the Gemini Crystal Wizard and KPU. Today, I'm sorry, I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams. Jen, it's been a moment since I've done this. Jen, and in the studio with me today, I have the fabulous Jen Brown, the founder and CEO of Forge and Found Kelp. How are you doing this morning, Jen? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing really, really well, and I'm so excited to have you on today. I've wanted to have you on for a while because I like to highlight different people in the community who are doing great things, different businesses in, in the community that are doing great things. But before we get into uh, what, into all that you do, into Forge and Found and, and all of that m- glamour, let's talk about you. Let's talk about who you are, what brought you to Ketchikan, and 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 what this community means to you. So you moved here when? I first moved to Ketchikan in 2016 for a summer to be a chef on an overnight sport fishing charter boat here. Because that is your that is one of your many <laughs> trades. I mean, Jen Brown does a lot of different stuff, but you are a chef. You've been a bartender. You've done all kinds of things. Yeah, so I it actually was a quite a departure from my life pre-Alaska. I started off um, working, I graduated from college and started working in corporate marketing with technology and entertainment companies, really large, uh, you know, Fortune 10 Googles and Microsofts and mm-hmm. Paramount Pictures and things like that. Um, so I was a desk jockey for quite some time and I took a sabbatical um, in 2015 and traveled the world. Uh, something I'd always wanted to do. And I was about three months into that sabbatical and said, I don't think I'll ever be able to go back to a cubicle again in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I didn't know what I wanted to do instead. And so when an opportunity kind of out of the blue to come to Alaska and spend the summer up here popped up, it just felt like an absolute must do. So I jumped on it. So you just jumped on it. So you go from this this um, this high uh, this high octane, high paying, high efficiency job on not Wall Street but on Madison Avenue, where you're working for these major multi billion and trillion dollar companies, and then you're like, you know. <laughs> I, this doesn't fulfill me anymore. What was that moment? You know, um, I think for me, one of the big catalysts was um, in 2014-15, a f- friend of mine from high school was diagnosed with an incurable brain brain cancer. Mm. And she spent the last year of her life really like advocating for other people who were in a similar position to her um, in, in terms of being able to have aid in dying. And just watching her journey towards the end of her life at at 30 years old really kind of made me step back and say, have I lived my life in a way where I would be proud of what I've done? And I think that I had the answer to that was no, there's still a lot of things I want to do. Wow. Wow. And you know what? Sometimes it does take those moments. And you know, it it says something about you that you would take that moment in and say, you know what? I have all of these things. I'm doing this. I'm doing well for myself. But that's not always what matters. Money isn't everything, you know, uh, uh, perceived status isn't everything. And so your so your friend goes through this situation and it sort of sparks something in you that says, I need to go out and do something different. So you hear about a, this job in Alaska. What was that? Um, I was recruited during, while I was traveling, I had signed up for a couple of different websites and one of them was a, a you know, crew, boat crew website um, that I thought would be a fun way to maybe, you know, see a different part of the world. And I never used it while I was traveling, but I still had a profile on it. And my captain here in Alaska 
Luca reached out to me through that website. Like I said, very serendipitously, it was right at a moment where I was like, okay, the the backup fund is starting to get a little low. We got to figure out what we're going to do here. And the opportunity to come to Alaska was always somewhere I'd wanted to go. I used to live in Seattle for a few years and for whatever reason, never made it up here. And I was just very excited for an opportunity to travel and have an adventure, but also be, you know, doing something that I was passionate about. I've always loved cooking. Um, and also, you know, travel to an extent, you know, and, and serve other people. So, so you're on this, uh, this, this boat, everything comes on, comes in at just the right time, which seems to be a theme in your life. It's so funny. Um, I was, uh, Jen texted me, uh, the other day or she was moving homes and, uh, and I'm, uh, and she put a post on Facebook asking if uh, there was someone who could help her move. So I, messaged her and she's like okay great uh uh i can uh, uh can you help me i'm like yes and then i'm like i was at the rec center at the time and literally just as i was leaving she goes okay i found someone else to uh to to help us and i'm like all right sweet meet me at the library and just as i walk to the library she pulls in so it's like jen everything just kind of works for you and just the perfect timing it's just like you're just on the mark every single time so you uh you're, you work this job uh on this boat you're here in Alaska, 2016. What makes you stay? The community. Yes. 100%. I just met so many great people here that first summer. And, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, metro areas, suburban metro areas, mm-hmm. lived in major cities for most of my life up until this point. And I'd always been attracted to small town life or the idea of it, but actually being able to experience it for the first time, it just, it was where I wanted to be. I, you know, we're going to the grocery store and being able to run into four or five people, you know, and, um, you know, just walking down the street and people honk and they're waving at you saying hi. It's, um, you know, it's a really special place. Ketchikan and the community here is so supportive in so many ways. And it just got me, got me good. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I think that's a lot of people's stories because this community is really unlike any place else. We both come from larger cities uh, where where you can uh, go to a place a million times and see a million different people every time. And, and so being here and being in a place where people genuinely care, when you first get here, they want to know who you are. And that's sort of like like a safety thing, right? It's like we're, we're all on this island to on this island together we want to know who our neighbors are and 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 so and so and then when you have something to contribute people want you to contribute that to our collective and that's something that's really special it's something that you don't see every day it's something that you don't always experience so you experience this community it draws you in and then did you ever do the seasonal thing where where you would just come during the summers and then leave or or were you just a a stay from the beginning uh, so I did, I, I was still a little bit in denial that I was walking away from my corporate career, even the first year, I still was like, oh, I'll do this. And then, and then maybe I'll go back to the Bay Area and work with one of the tech companies I'd worked with before. Um, but I went, I got recruited onto another yacht in Southeast up in Petersburg to be the chef on that boat. And I thought, oh, you know what? It was so great. And this is a bigger boat and maybe like an opportunity to stretch my culinary skills a little further. And the pay is great, too. I'll go do that. (laughs) (laughs) I just kept kind of delaying it. But I think um, it was really, I think, after that, that I said, I need to do one more summer in Ketchikan before I get serious about life again. And I came back in 2017 as a seasonal, um, just, you know, bartending, serving. 
and enjoying Alaska. Um, but that was also the summer that Forged and Found started. And that was when we met in 2017. I moved here February 5th of 2017. Um, and that was when we met uh, just out at the bars. I think you were at the Sourdough at the time. Most likely. <laughs> and, and that was when uh, when uh, Diane, myself, Andrew Murphy, Chaskis, and Dave Rubin started the uh, Kush people. We would play at the Sourdough all the time. And that was when I met the fabulous Jen Brown. And that was the same year you started Forge and Found. Now, I remember, uh, so I do this, this party every year at my uh, my the Joe Williams catch anniversary where where I celebrate catch a can I bring all kinds of different for different performers I like to bring different vendors and different people out and that first year it was uh, it was Forge and Found it was Jellyfish Donuts it was Wildfire and Sage and a few other vendors who uh, who came out to just give to to uh, to showcase their products and give samples and I, I remember you were so kind you, you gave uh, a few jars of your kelp salsa which was fabulous and and so that first year was just great and you know it, it kind of started everything we we all kind of started doing things around the same time so let's talk about forged and found for those who don't know what forged and found is what is forged and found so forged and found is a specialty food manufacturing company based here in ketchikan and we make shelf stable pantry staples like salsas pickles sauces but we use wild foraged Alaskan materials. And right now we're focused on aquatic plants entirely. Um, so we work a lot with bull kelp and sea asparagus. So you say right now, are there plans in the future to expand upon that menu? I would love to, absolutely. I think that Alaska has so much to offer in terms of wild material. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out how to you know, make that work in a commercial environment. Definitely, definitely. So, and, and I like the the lead up of this conversation where we talked about your background in advertising and and marketing, and then we talked about your your experience as a as a chef. And so, how have those two and, th and with starting a food company, those two worlds sort of emerge? How has that worked out for you? Well, I mean, Forage and Found definitely didn't. I didn't say, "Oh, I'm going to start a food company." That was not okay. how how this happened. I was just having fun the summer of 2017. I was not cooking anymore for work and I but I still wanted to experiment with all of the other, you know, I was out hiking a lot more and spending a lot more time in nature and f learning about all the wild materials around me. Everything was so edible. I couldn't believe how nice it was. Uh -huh. Like there's eight different wild berries around me I can eat right they now. They <laughs> say you can't starve in Southeast Alaska. No, not in the summer at least. <laughs> and um, and so of course my creativity naturally just wanted to experiment with it, it kind of stemmed from how can I show this to my family in California? You know, how can I, you know, send them something in the mail? You can't, you know, pick a pint of blueberries here and mail them down. They're mm -hmm. not going to be great by the time they get there. But you can maybe really capture the essence of that flavor in a jam or... You know, how could I convince my dad to eat seaweed? Because he's not the type of person who would do that. I could put it in a salsa that I know he'll love and, you know, and then he'll eat it. So it was a, it really was inspired as a way to try to share Alaska with others who aren't lucky enough to be and or live here. But um, in a way that through, through my love language, which is food. Um, and so I was just experimenting, having fun. A, a couple friends were experimenting with me and, um, I was I, I at one point in the summer I had all these jars of things around me and I was like you know maybe we should sell some of this stuff at the blueberry festival yes. in August so that was kind of really where 
the idea of even selling it even started was at Blueberry. And when we set up our booth at Blueberry, um, there was just such a response from, again, the community around the things that we were working with, the, the products we were making. Um, and we had, you know, people who own retail stores dropping off saying, hey, can I sell this in my store? I would love to, you know, have a product like this. And for, you know, my, my marketing brain kind of kicked in a little bit and was like, hey, these these store owners have to buy for a national audience. You know, they have cruise ship people coming from all over the country. Maybe there's actually a market for this mm-hmm. outside of Alaska. Um, and so I spent a little bit of time doing market research and business plans and financial models and all of those sorts of things, which I'm grateful for my business background for giving me the experience to know how to work through that that type of thing. Um, and I realized that that was the winter after 2017 summer that there might actually really be something here worth worth pursuing so definitely so so you start uh jarring these these kelp pickles and and the salsa and these things just to to capture the essence of alaska as you see it and through and through your medium which is the culinary arts yep and then, and then you find community interest because, like, like we've been saying, Ketchikan is a community is a community like no other. If you do something well here, people will support it. So you find the the support here. People are are asking for it for their shops. You've got that brain. You know how to create uh, an image. A, a because you have experience in marketing. You know how to create an image that that looks enticing to to people. And then Ketchikan is a worldwide stage because people come here from literally all over the the world. We get a million plus people here in that what short four or five month span. So people are coming from all over the world and they're enjoying your product. So this is inspiring you to go further. So now uh, we've gotten through that that first year. You've got the bug uh, and and then we're moving on to to facilities and, and, and to getting these things produced in mass. Um, you, I, I remember when you first started selling your products in AMP, I was just like, go Jen Brown, work it out. So how has getting into um, larger retail shops, um, uh, how, how has that been important for you and your business? I mean, it's been a journey for sure. That was the area where, you know, I know how to make food taste good and I know how to market a product, but I know nothing about, you know, the, the legal regulatory mm-hmm. or compliance you know, things that go into manufacturing a consumer packaged good. And uh, it was a lot of, of upskilling for, for myself, my business partner, and, um, you know, just my team of how do we how do we put this together? There were trainings I had to go to. Um, there was a lot of experimentation and trial and error and not getting things right. We had to find a commercial facility. That took a while. Um it was, and there was a lot of paperwork, which fortunately that is something I can do pretty well. Yes. <laughs> um, but it it took a couple of years, really, I think, for us to kind of hit a groove of knowing how to do what we do. But uh, after that, I mean, we've really, you know, um, I think we're able to focus, figure out what was going to work, what was going to make sense outside of our immediate area. We had visions of, we have visions of, you know, becoming a national brand. Yes. And so, you know, we have to think about pragmatically, what does that mean in terms of how we manufacture, how we ship, where we, where we ship, all of that. So 
there were a lot of logistical things to kind of organize and figure out. And we did that for the first couple of years. Ketchikan, again, was a very supportive community in the sense that AMP picked us up. Lindsay Johnson from Ketchikan Dry Goods was our first shout wholesale out, account. Shout out to Dry Goods. <laughs> yes. Lindsay has been a huge supporter from the very, very beginning. We're so grateful for her. What a queen. I, absolutely. And... Um, and, and then it was really about trying to start expanding outside of Alaska, up into Alaska, which we've done a good job of getting a lot of penetration throughout most of the state. And then, um, you know, we started to, unfortunately, right at the beginning of 2020, <laughs> look into... The great uh, happening, yes. should, we, should we call it. The rest of the country, um, which, you know, was interesting in a pandemic to start trying to expand as a national brand. And I want to talk about that just a little bit because there are some huge brands who did not make it through COVID. And, and so I want to talk about how uh, how you have been doing as re- as a relatively new startup that's really just getting your uh, your 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 sprout is just growing its leaves. Right. Uh, and so I want to talk about how the pandemic has affected your your business. And did you ever think of just giving it up? Um, I definitely think that the the thought of, oh, I don't know if this is going to work has happened once or twice. I think that that's the entrepreneur's journey a bit. You know, you have your moments of severe doubt where you're like, is this really what we're supposed to be doing? And then, you know, you sleep on it and the next day you wake up and you're like, yes, this is what we're supposed Absolutely. to be doing. Um, but I think that the reasons I love Forge and Found, I'm so passionate about it, um, really are more important to me than any of the obstacles that have come this way. And, you know, good things aren't supposed to be easy. So um, overcoming a lot of those has been, you know, uh, fortunately, I have a wonderful business partner, Chelsea Goucher. Shout out to Chelsea Goucher. She, yeah, she's been an amazing support through a lot of a lot of difficult things that we've gone through over the last few years. But but by and large, um, you know, the the pandemic overall, um, it slowed us down a little bit, but I think it was in the end valuable. It allowed us to really like shore up a few things internally, figure out exactly how we wanted to work as a company and, um, you know, make a couple mistakes without it necessarily costing us as much money as it could have, mm-hmm. uh, which is a natural part of, of, of business growth, I think. Um, but it was tough because, you know, we, we're so excited about what we're doing. We love what we're doing. We want to share Alaska, catch a can, uh, the, the materials we're working with, shout it from the rooftops. And when you can't travel, when there are no trade shows, when there are very limited opportunities to physically put yourself in front of other people and really explain who you are, what you make, and what you're trying to do with your company, it's it's really hard to convince people to... I mean, we're working with kelp. It's not necessarily an ingredient that a lot of Americans are used to eating. Or even know much about. Exactly. So it's it's trying to, you know, really evangelize that from afar it's just not very easy to do so it did slow us down a little bit but we are finally kind of able to get back out into the into the world we just got back from a trade show last month that was in las vegas yes tell me all about that like so so for those who may be thinking of 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 starting something like this they're thinking oh i have an idea and i think i can make it happen uh what are those processes i know there are things there are the uh the trade shows which most people don't even know what something like that would be what is a trade show well a trade show essentially is a like a like a blueberry festival, for mm-hmm. lack of a better way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, uh, b- blueberry would be a a, a a trade show 
esque situation, right? Yeah, it's more. That's like it's like a it's like a farmers market fair type scenario, but for it's usually with a business to business audience, and it's in a very specific vertical. So there are trade shows for anything from you know food to electronics to you know you you name it, mm-hmm. but. Um, the trade show that we went to is called the Fancy Food Show. It's put on by an organization that we're a member of called the Specialty Food Association. It's a national organization. Um, actually, it might be an international organization. And they put on a show twice a year, one in the summer in New York and one in the winter, usually in San Francisco. We had attended it in 2020 with the intention of exhibiting in 2021, but in 2021, everything got canceled. Shut down, yeah. Yes. And in 2020, it went on right before the pandemic actually really hit the United States. So it was the last, the last time we had a chance to really be out talking to anyone really in the specialty food space outside of Alaska. And um, we... So we attended this year, um, and they moved it to Las Vegas just to kind of overcome some of the... COVID restrictions that were in California. Um, and it ended up being an incredible experience. Yes. A lot of excitement um, from the Specialty Food Association directly who puts on the show, which is great to have an organization like that be interested in your company. We had a lot of press come by who were very interested in hearing about what we were doing. And a lot of buyers from major markets um, all over the United States. Some that we can't quite talk about now, but there are exciting things happening right here in Ketchikan from Forge and Found. We're very excited. Yes, absolutely. It was a great, it was a great, and it just felt good, I think, for Chelsea and I after, you know, 18 months really of feeling like we're pushing a boulder up a hill um, to kind of feel like it kind of crested the hill and it's starting to, to roll down the other side and we don't have to do quite as much heavy lifting to make some of these goals happen that we've been setting for ourselves for a little while. Yeah, I mean, and this is just so huge. Like I said, like, like I said in the beginning, I remember when this company first started and everything just first started rolling, and now we're getting into spaces where you do have the, the potential to be in major stores. And this is this is huge, guys. Catch a Can is really on a huge uprise. I don't know if you saw that new movie, um, Uncharted, Rudy Pankow. Uh, he's, he's a kid who's from Catch a Can, now a super famous actor. He was in the in the um, movie, and I'm always just amazed at just different things happening in Catch a Can, different people who kind of start here, sprout here, uh, 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 strengthen their, their wings, if you will, and then they go out and fly into the world and, and just make Ketchikan um, just a, a more known place and, and, and bringing more attention to the community. Um, I, before we get out of here, I don't want to take too much of your time, I want to talk a little bit about what are the benefits of kelp? Why should we care about kelp? What is kelp? Well, there are, there's a lot to get into. With I should that. have Dr. Uh, Tiffany Stevens on you with should. you sometime. Yeah, no, she's a, she she's can a, speak to this much more eloquently and accurately than I can because I'm a not a nutritionist and b not a biologist like she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, in general, there's a couple things when it comes to aquatic plants that I always like to talk about. One is the human the human body benefits, which are a, a lot of trace minerals and a lot of vitamins that you can't normally get from soil-grown vegetables because the growing medium for kelp is obviously the ocean. Um, So a lot of the things that are in the ocean, you'll get in kelp. Um, We talk a lot about... Iodine, dietary sources of iodine, they're usually, that's very difficult for you to get in any other food. So that's why it gets added to salt a lot. Um, But, you know, there is, I think, something to be said for digesting your vitamins and minerals with 
as, as a part of your food rather mm-hmm. than taking them as a supplement. Um, and then there's all other kinds of trace minerals and, and vitamins, folic acid. I always, I joke that the pickles are preg- pregnancy pickles because kelp is great, a great source of folic acid, which is something you need when you're expecting. Uh-huh. Um, uh, vitamin K, calcium, you know, all, all of those sorts of things that normally would come in a multivitamin. And then the other benefit of kelp is the the ocean benefits of it. So there's a lot of movement in the state of Alaska around mariculture and trying to grow kelp here as uh, locally um, as well as up, upstate. And I think that the more kelp that we can get into the ocean, it helps offset ocean acidification. Mm. And so if we can create markets for this material, all it does is make it easier for a farmer to be able to put more biomass into the water and thereby make the ocean a little bit cleaner of a place for all of us to live, including our fish and all the other things that we love to get out of it for human, human benefit. And my favorite benefit of your delicious kelp pickles is that they taste amazing. <laughs> uh, so uh, there is an advertisement out for Fortune Found right now going all over uh, Facebook and social media where uh, where you'll see me and several other people devouring these kelp pickles. There's, there's a scene where I'm just munching on the, this taco and I've got the kelp salsa on there and it is just as good as I make it look in, the, <laughs> in that video. Uh, so, so with... Uh, with advertising and getting your uh, and getting your business out there. What has that process been like for you? Interesting, definitely. Um, you know, I work with a couple of people that I've, you know, they, they consult for us. I've worked with in my past career. Um, and a lot of them have been like, we need to get you, you and Chelsea on camera, you and Chelsea on camera. I was like, I didn't start this company to become a star. I don't, I don't like being on camera. Oh, please. You're a super, <laughs> come on. You, you, you love it. You love it. But also I think that there is something to be said about the authenticity that comes through when I do talk about this. I do love it so much. Um, and that's usually what pushes me to be like, okay, just do what they say to do. You know, yes. <laughs> I'd rather it be all about the product, but people aren't just buying a product. They really are buying, you know, uh, into the company in a way. Um, and, I'm obviously very emotionally attached to that whole experience. So definitely, they're buying the uh, the delicious pickles, but they're also buying you. They're buying your 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 passion and your experience, your know how, and they're buying into Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. Jen, thank you so much for coming on today, and thank you for sharing your story about this fabulous company and everything it's doing in the community and and everything that we have to look forward to. Uh, where can we find you, and where can we find the Fortune Found products? So in in Ketchikan specifically, we're at Ketchikan. Can Dry Goods, Alaska and Proud. There's several different retailers downtown, um, Knutes and Cove up north, Fish from Trish and Ward Cove. Um, we try to make sure that we're well spaced out for, for everyone um, in the community so you don't have to drive too far to get mm-hmm. your kelp fix. Um, and then we're all over the state of Alaska. We're in about 13 other states at independent grocery stores down south. Yeah. So, so you guys are outside of Alaska right now? Yes. In 13 different states? Yes. Look at you, Jen Brown. So uh, thank you so much, Jen, for coming in. I'm so excited. Uh, You guys, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to the first City Forum. We have a few announcements from the station and my favorite segment, What's the Tea on Facebook? Stay tuned. First City Forum continues on KTKN. That was Cold by Maroon 5 featuring Future. Jen, I am so happy that you came on with us today us today and I'm so excited to talk about a little bit about what the station's doing right now. So every now and again the station does really great promos and right now we're doing the Paul McCartney promo. It's a give it's, it's a getaway giveaway where you could win a getaway to see Paul McCartney play 
in Seattle. And and the um, giveaway includes two free tickets two free concert tickets to see Paul in Seattle. It also includes a all-inclusive hotel stay. And, um, and that's pretty much it. So there is a little, uh, uh, phone number you could call. You can call a 907-225-2193. And, at the different locations where this promo will be located, there's a song. And if you call that number and sing the song, you get 10 free entries. So right now, the uh, the promo is at Stone Tree Veterinary Clinic. So just drop by Stone Tree, get your get your cat its bath, your dog fixed, or whatever you need to do at uh, Stone Tree. And then you'll have a chance to win up to 10 free entries for this promo if you call 907-225-2193 and sing the song that they give you. So don't miss your chance to go and see Paul McCartney in Seattle. I can't believe Paul McCartney's still out there kicking. I know, it's pretty amazing, but that he, sounds like it'd be a fun show. He's out there doing it and doing it big. I wonder if Michael Jackson still owns his music. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, so it's drop by Stone Tree and uh, and win your chance to get those Paul McCartney tickets. And that will, that the location of that promo will move every week week and uh that'll be great so there's a little segment i created a little while ago called what's the tea on facebook and and i started it because there was a day where i didn't have a guest on the show and i thought what am i going to talk about then i remembered that my facebook feed is hilarious so i decided i would just scroll through my personal facebook and uh and read the uh the stories that people post therein these are public story stories so uh I hope you guys don't mind. So the first one comes from my dear friend, the fabulous Brittany Pope. And she goes, I'm so humbled by the great relationships I have made in Ketchikan and have and I have made in, in Ketchikan and to have this support. I won't tag everyone, but thank you for making life a better place. Hashtag friends. Hashtag family. And that kind of speaks to what we've been talking about this whole time. Like, Ketchikan is such a deep and rich community. We, we just meet these people who really do become friends. And it's so interesting because most of us aren't from here. So we have really no connection to the people here except for just the fact that we just love and support each other just for being great people. And Brittany Pope is a great, great person. She is. And I, I always have this saying, I, I say Alaska calls her people. And it's this concept of, you know, we're all like soul family and we all just, this is where we were meant to congregate, find each other. <laughs> it's like, and you just kind of find your own tribe. I always find it interesting people who don't connect here because there are people who will say, oh, I hate Ketchikan and I hate Alaska. And I'm just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you are not one of us. No. <laughs> so the next post comes from Ambar Cornelio. I love Ambar. She's so fabulous. Uh, Ambar writes, in Spanish, but I got the translation. She writes, I'm, I am proud of myself. I made Japanese pancakes. If you guys knew how hard it is to hand, but I already lost my fear. Now I'm going to invent to make Japanese cheesecake. And that, that I never studied repostering of the, of the culinary arts. So, so this is a, probably like a botched translation, but the, the, but the moral of the story is, is that Ambar made some fabulous Japanese pancakes and now she's making Japanese cheesecake. Have you ever had Japanese cheesecake? No, what is it? I, it's like this, uh, this puffy, wiggly cheesecake. It's like the perfect mixture of a cheesecake and a regular flour cake. And it's very interesting. I remember uh, one year for Blueberry, the New, uh, the New York 
because every year for, for blueberry they have the blueberry uh competition where you make a dish with a blueberry item and someone made a blueberry japanese cheesecake and the oh. new york uh, served it for like a month fabulous i think i tried to get it and they were out <laughs> it was selling out like hotcakes but it is delicious shout out to you ambar and your japanese cheesecake yeah, good luck with that yeah make us make us <laughs> both try one. this make us both look and then that and the last post on what's a tea on facebook comes from comes from edward allen he posts his freshly done vaccination card he says i'm late to the game but i'm saving the world now and you know what good for you edward good for you yeah <laughs> You know what? I, you know, I don't know. At, at this point, what are your thoughts on on the vaccine at, at this point? I mean, it's like been such a point of contention, I feel like, politically and even like within relationships that I'm just kind of a do what feels right for do you. Do what feels right. Yeah. I'm, I try not to in, insert my own moral authority on anyone ever, so... I'm vaccinated and that's what felt right for me. And if it doesn't feel right for you, then that's all good. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know what? And there's so much going on in the world. Like I've honestly almost forgotten that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, we've got, well, we won't talk about, we we, we know what else is going on, but you know, there's so much going on. And so it's like, oh yeah, that's also going on. So shout out to you, Edward, for doing, for doing (laughs) your part and shout out to all of you for tuning in to the first city forum brought to you by the Gemini crystal wizard and KPU. Jen, you're into, into the, into the, the esoteric. Have you, have you just stopped by Matt's shop? I have a couple times actually. I've gotten a few things down there. Yeah, he has a lot of really fabulous things. So stop on in there. Is is uh, in the same plaza just next to what is that that shop? That one shop. Oh. Oh, it was once the, the Foxhole pipeline, pipeline. The, the Alaska pipeline. Uh, so stop into Matt's shop, the Gemini Crystal Wizard, and um, it'll be a great time. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. I'm still getting my bearings back on the show. I haven't been on air in in a month, so I'm like uh, I'm like a baby deer with his legs <laughs> just being all wobbly. But you know what? We're here and we're ready. It's a lovely day in Ketchikan. It's a little cloudy, so it looks like it might rain. So get to the rec center before it, the, before the rain starts to pour down upon our souls. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.